0: Like, on your resume, it's just like, the people at Marvel know me. Like, I I had a class, and I was there for a whole semester. You laughed
1: at a joke that I made once, like, (laughs) give me a job, please.
0: Welcome to Qualified-ish, the bi-weekly podcast that talks all about movies and TV shows created by qualified creators, but hosted by an unqualified lover of film. I am your host, Kira Menace. This week, I am joined by my close friend, Danny Hanna. Danny is currently in his last year at USC studying film and is here to discuss the importance of film today and his experience at film school so far. All right, well, thank you, Danny, for joining me today on the first episode. I'm really excited.
1: Hello. Yeah. Hello. Happy to be here. <laughs>
0: Great. So um, I want to start with a couple questions, just that I ask every person who joins my show. So the first one is, what is your favorite TV show to date?
1: Probably either uh, Community or Fleabat or Mr. Robot. And don't make me doing the three. Yeah. I can't those are
0: those are good ones. I love all
1: of them. They're real good. Yeah.
0: Uh, what about your favorite movie?
1: Either uh, there's this small indie movie called Exam. I think it was like 2006 it came out that I really, oh, yeah. really love. Yeah, I've seen that one. Uh, absolutely wonderful. and uh, Or Baby Driver. I think it's also just a masterfully like put together movie.
0: Really? I didn't expect
1: that. Oh my god! Are you kidding? Just like the idea behind it, syncing of music is so cool. Yeah, I like, think really like cool. it's it's just a really well done movie.
0: Yeah, if you wish you created like one of those series or
1: films, which would it be? I mean, in terms of like what I what I would like to create, it's not like anything that's my favorite because I think that all the people who made those would have done it the best. I think oh god um there's a show that came out recently on hbo called run which was a very very good show very funny very well crafted just i feel like at the end it kind of lost a little bit of steam and kind of honestly fumbled the bag a little bit um Mm -hmm. and so when i think about shows that i would like to create it's more shows like that where it's like they're good i just need some tweaking and you know not to be vain but my ideas uh probably would have helped them a little bit um yeah and i I don't mean that in like i'm the best it's like i i I, it's for shows that i wish i would have created it's always stuff that is just kind of like oh like cool idea and that could have been done a little bit better that could have been done a little bit tighter you know
0: yeah yeah i got you yeah so what really got you into like this whole thing in the first place like, was there anything that you watched that really opened your eyes to this
1: interest? Um, uh, No, actually, I, I, it wasn't really anything I watched. Because I started out being an actor, right? Um, yeah. I say that. I did, like, school plays. Most theater of which kids. I forced you guys to go watch, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah so I started out as a theater kid. And I always, I always like knew that I really, really liked art, and I really, really liked performance and all that stuff. I, I also in the mind always kind of knew that acting was like not super my thing. But for a very long time, it was like my only entry into the creative space. Um,
0: right. So you like did it because it was like. The only entry, but you've always thought maybe I'll do something else.
1: Yeah, like I did it. I just like I, I didn't really like it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, more power to the people who do, but whew, wow, acting is it's like it's a job that I I'm just not super interested in. Um but then my senior year of high school and then moving into college, I got more and more opportunities to be on the creative end. And this was all like stage work and stuff. Yeah but I got more opportunities to be on the creative end and I was like, oh shit, I, I really like you know, directing and producing and doing all that kind of stuff. And from then on, I, I kind of hammered it out. Okay. So like, this is what I'm in into. How do right. I get the best education on the, or where do I go to find the most and do all that stuff? And for all that, it was, um, you know, the only thing I kept leaning back on is film programs and, you know getting into film and getting more like involved in the film scene which is fine I mean because I mean you know I friggin' love film and tv and all that stuff so started started looking into that and now we're here
0: yeah and you did not start off as like a film major at first right
1: man yeah I started out <laughs> as a math major there we go <laughs> um thanks for exposing me I, well that uh, was the
0: next question.
1: I took one so i i started out at u c santa Cruz um and they're on the quarter system so I took one quarter of, of math i took i was thinking it was like calculus nineteen b or something was the class oh that sounds gross oh it's terrible um mm-hmm. i I took the class I, I was doing well uh, I was doing fine and then I took and the final nearly tanked my grade enough to where while, well, even though while well, I was doing well throughout the entire quarter, I would have failed the class if I didn't like beg for my grade to be rounded up. Nope. Uh, yeah. And then after that, I was like, Oh man, like do I really want to <laughs> like do this for the rest of my college career? Is this really what I want my college career to be? And the yeah. answer was a no. Um, so I started like exploring other options and i started exploring like for a while i was trying to uh like look into a major in game theory which is uh an economic principle not the youtube channel <laughs> uh and i wanted to look into that for a little bit i think i was just i think i was just really exist uh, resistant to the idea of being like an art major and like an artistic major Cause that's so like heavily stereotyped and it definitely got to me. So I was just like kind of looking for any excuse not to be one. Right. Um, but then I had to like sit down and be real with myself and be like, there's nothing you care about more, you know, like just, just fucking do it. Exactly.
0: What was the turning point for you? Was there like one specific thing that really was like, oh, maybe I should go to film school.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was at Santa Cruz. It was my second quarter there. Um, and I directed a show that I wrote and produced and was also in because I'm sane. Um, <laughs> at least you're aware. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> no, and it was just like, it was the last night of that show. We did a midnight, uh, a midnight thing, which, you know, it sanctioned that everybody drink, but, you know, we advertised it at the midnight shows and people did. Mm mm-hmm. And that was just like so much fun because like it was like the biggest reactions we got out of the audience. Most we were, I was responding, like responding, and like it was a very like improv based show. It wasn't specifically an improv show, but there was audience participation stuff. So it was more of a panto, honestly. But so, but like that and feeding off of that and that relationship with an audience was just like the moment. Like I kind of went home after that it was like two in the morning and I was like well this is yeah this is what I'm doing you know like Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't specifically obviously because I'm a filmmaker so it wasn't specifically stage it was just like knowing that being able to create and have dialogues with audience and being able to like feed off of energy and like give that give and take was something that I I knew I wanted to keep pursuing.
0: Yeah and you did a little improv in high school right like how does improv play like in the film industry i don't really know anything about it except like i'll hear oh yeah that really famous line in that one movie was actually improvised and i'm like oh shit that's so cool so yeah what is that like what does that play
1: yeah oh yeah i did a lot of improv in uh, high school and college so i have i have some background on it um a, a lot of it really and just from my knowledge is that and this is more in the history, and it's one of the reasons I, I've been enjoying film more than stage uh, recently. And the reason, one of the reasons why I want to study film over stage is because, like, a lot of times get a script in film,
0: they look at it, and their
1: first thought is to make it their own, and to make it something special, and something that only like they would have produced, and from like improvised moments, I guess. And it's not ever really. Um, You know, sometimes it's lines, sometimes it's you get the really famous like, hey, I'm walking here or whatever that was improvised. Right. A lot of times it's just like small gestures and movements, small like added jokes that they put in or jokes if it's a comedy, movements and emotions if it's a drama, Uh, but just like small added stuff they put in here and there that like the script, we're not their director's intention, we're not the right intention, but you're sitting there on set and you're watching them do it and you're just like, that's fucking brilliant, you know, like that is so good. Mm -hmm. um and I think in, in film you get a lot of chance because you know you're you get to do so many takes and you're not committing to one you get you get to like really have fun with it and then especially me when I'm on set um I always like letting my actors just like go and have fun with it like we'll do one one or two takes the way I have it written and then I'm just like all right if you have ideas like go do your go do your thing go do whatever and then we always, like, we always work together to like, figure it out from there.
0: Yeah, so, like, the script is just sort of to guide, almost.
1: Yes, and, like, well, to... not to guide. Like, obviously, in the end, the script is, like, what is getting shot. Yeah. But, like, it is definitely more, I feel like a lot of film sets are are a lot more freeform than people think, you know?
0: Yeah, I honestly, you look
1: like... at a script and, like, you know, if it's a big dramatic scene and like someone's supposed to be crying or whatever in the script it'll only say like this person is crying while they're giving the speech like any other action they do any other movement any other facial expression they pull is all through the actor and director like working together finding what works what doesn't work and that's all improv you know that's all it it seems like you know i'm stretching it but it's true like it's just all improv it's all improvised you kind of just all have to work together and uh figure out what's best
0: yeah, and, and I I was texting you about this, but I watched Gone Girl, and then I was watching some videos on YouTube about like you know filming how it was, and more often than not, I saw I realized Ben Affleck was just like changing the lines a lot, but like he was saying the same thing, and I was like I didn't realize it was more common. I don't know. I just I don't know what I expected either. So
1: yeah, because I think that's a, I think that's been one of the most interesting things about going to film school for me is really just putting pulling the hat under. Uh, pull or pulling off the hat or the mask and seeing, like, the gears under. Because, like, you know, you watch a movie and you see... You expect that, like, the way that they ended up with the movie is the way that they did it every time, I guess. I'm not right. making any sense that are barely being strung together. But, um... <laughs> Um, so no, idea. you watch the final take, you watch the final product, and you're like, okay, so that's probably the way they started, and they just kept filming it until they got it like exactly right or whatever. But I think a lot of stuff I'm seeing now is more of like the whole process that goes into it, and you start at point A and you get like X, Y, or Z at the end, and like it, the whole thing evolves with every single shot and every single take.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, and like, uh, you know, some people. I mean, I was watching a video, I think his name's Carson, he's on YouTube, and he's just like describing like his journey to film school. And he talks about like, oh, like, should people go to film school? Should they not? And it's basically like, yes, no, like, not exactly yes or no. So what do you think for a person deciding, oh, should I go to film school? What do you think they should be thinking about?
1: In the end, here's why you go to film school. You go to film school for connections. Um. Because all good film schools, no matter what, like they're going to teach you one thing and that's finding your personal style and your voice when it comes to art and how the best style and voice. And you get that education, no school you go to. What you get from, uh, but like you should be so selective about like which film schools go to. Because like you also need to get the added benefit knowing people and, like, meeting professors who know people and meeting uh, and, like, really getting that insider knowledge of what the industry is like. Like, I've said it before, I'll say it again, and I might get, like, vilified for this um, (laughs) by my friends, but I, I really feel, like, in terms of hardcore, like, film education, I am not getting any more out of USC than I would have gotten out of Santa Cruz. Okay. Um, I think Santa Cruz was a t- Santa Cruz taught me a lot of the things that I feel like I'm just really like relearning at USC. The only difference is since USC is a higher accredited program, we have more professors who work within the industry and more professors who know what the industry is actually like. And I think that that knowledge is is the real value out of the higher the higher accredited film schools because you know you can learn a- as much as you want about film. You can be like a master on like film theory and whatever, but if you don't know how the industry works and if you don't know people within the industry, it's gonna be much much harder for you to to make it in because it really is. Yeah, I know. Like it, people have said it before, it's not anything groundbreaking, but like it's an industry where you have to know people, right? Yeah.
0: And like, would you say it's for everyone? Because like, let's say let's say there's like someone. Oh, like I want to work in the film industry. But I don't know what the hell I want to do would you recommend someone going to film school first or not? Okay.
1: I I really am actually very resistant to people who say you don't need to go. Don't get me wrong. You don't need to be able to break into the film industry. But yeah. if you have the means and ability to go to film school, go to film school. <laughs> like, right. It helps so much there's so much you learn there's so much you like experience and like you know just like learning like even what you're interested in because I went in to USC and I was like I want to be a director like I want to have you know my name in lights well uh." yeah and like with two months I was like directing's not for me I need to figure out what else I'm good at um and that's how I found out that I like I really like producing and I really am more down the producing track and now that's what I'm studying and that's something I feel a lot more confidently about it and it's just like learning that basic stuff of like what you're into what you're not mm-hmm. what excites what you're good at learn more about that film's cool. very very worth it
0: okay and what are your long-term goals what is the end-all be-all
1: showrunner uh i really want to be uh to create and then like executive produce a tv show that's that's like the big end-all yeah diamond in the sky whatever uh kind of goal for me i don't know it's just like i i've really found i really found that like producing is kind of my thing uh and like coordination and working with a bunch of different teams um i really like um i definitely also much rather prefer focusing on the big picture stuff and kind of like having other people do like the nitty-gritty um yeah I just like like cinematography, oh my God, I can't more like I have nothing but respect for cinematographers, but uh, I definitely prefer telling what pe- people what kind of look I want, and then having them go hook up the lights and do whatever because it's just like not for me.
0: What would that look like as far as you know, you know, like you get out of film school, I mean you're probably doing internships and stuff, but like how do you get to that spot
1: th- yeah, there's two ways i could there's two ways you can really get. I mean, obviously, the the one main way to get to showrunner is have a very good show and, like, convince the network to make your show. Like, and all be all, that's it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of that is just needing to get people to trust you and to get people to trust that you can actually deliver on your ideas and deliver and make something, like, really good and really quality. So a lot of that is just working within a network and working within the industry for a while, building credits. And it starts with the really like, you know, like associate producer or assistant writer, kind of like, you know, glorified interns, basically. Um, And then just like working your way up through there and, you know, getting people to trust you with more and more responsibilities, showing people that you're like someone who will be able to execute all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, when you go into the pitch room and you say, I have a show idea, please listen to me. A, they'll be more inclined to listen to you. And B, they'll be more inclined to believe that you'll actually be able to deliver on what you've, uh, you know, what you're promising.
0: Right, so like getting your name out there and tr- getting trust.
1: Exactly, because that, like, I don't know, there's like a t- there's thousands of people who have amazing ideas for shows, you know? Right. But you, as a, as a network, you know you can't tell which one of them are actually going to be able to create this and which ones are just like idea people you know
0: yeah exactly and you know it's it's not easy and I'm sure like everyone I feel like everyone has told me and I've heard a lot like it's really not easy to, to go into the film industry like I mean there's all that Tarantino worked at the video shop and then didn't go to film school right and and then you'll hear like oh but everyone else is like working hard and i'm like oh my god this is just
1: a lot it's not yeah you kind of have to accept they, there's something at usc they, they call it the uh the five-year gap where like y- you just have to accept that coming out of us for the first five years it's gonna be rough <laughs> like yeah. you know um, and that's just obviously that's hyperbole it's sometimes shorter sometimes longer for people but that's just like the, that's just like the saying there mm-hmm. it's like you know for the first five years it's just gonna be rough you're gonna be working your ass off for like very low pay and like kind of shit hours all that kind of stuff and then you just kind of have to hope that after that it all works out for you but it's like a you know it's a tough business and it is getting better i think there's like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of, like, movements out there that are specifically geared towards, like, making the job not super terrible for uh, the people who aren't making millions of dollars off of film. Right. Uh, it's just, like, regulating hours and, like, the reasonable amount of labor that you can ask of somebody. But, yeah, no, it's, like, it's not an easy business. Like, you really have to be prepared to, like, be in the shit for a while. It's not like the fantasy of just like going down to LA and then you're a star and everything. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and you mentioned before that like a really big positive of going to USC is you have some great experiences and you're exposed, you have a lot of connections. Um, what are some like cool experiences you've had or some cool people you've met maybe that are, you know, helping you?
1: Yeah. Uh my first semester there, I took a class on Avengers Endgame. And literally all that class was, was every week, it was like Tuesday nights, we would go and we would sit and we would talk to somebody who worked on the movie. And we would just talk to them about their job, what they did, and like how their job works and how they executed the movie. And I think I learned more in that class than I have ever learned in like a film studies in my life, because it's just like, it was straight, it was direct from the source, like just talking to people who worked on, you know, the biggest movie of all time. Right, that's Um, insane. And just how they made it. Yeah, how they made it, how they put it together. We talked to, like, some of the VFX artists. We talked to the cinematographer. We talked to one of the assistants. Um, We talked to Kevin Feige. We talked to Victoria Alonzo. We talked to Trin Tran. Like, there's just, like, a bunch of people. It was just, like, really, really great insights into how the film industry works and how Marvel works. And let me just say, okay, like, people shit on Marvel a lot. They were a tight ship over there like <laughs> some of the stuff they were telling me and like how they how they like put their films together I was just like I I could not do that shit in a million years like that is is the coolest thing in the world. And yeah just having that level of insight and just like also meeting them and like you know they know my name now. Um I mean I'm sure they don't remember it but <laughs> I could go up I but like you know now if I ever get the opportunity to like be interviewed by them for a job i can say like you know i took this class you spoke in it i was very like inspired by that right like Um, that's super cool exactly you know we we are i already have that level of connection uh with them
0: yeah (laughs) like on your resume it's just like the people at marvel know me like i (laughs) like i had a class and yeah, i was there know, for a whole semester you laughed
1: at a joke that i made once like <laughs> give me a job please
0: <laughs> and the people who the people who shit on marvel are definitely the same people who are just like i'm too cool for that
1: like you already know so i don't know uh, yeah listen film school t- stereotypes are real um <laughs> don't get me wrong i love pretty much everybody that i've met I think I like the the group that I'm with at USC. Are some of the most like driven and creative and talented people. Yeah. But, oh my God. <laughs> Do some of them really lean into those stereotypes? Uh, right. My goodness.
0: And and what are those stereotypes? Tell me.
1: Okay. Um, my personal favorite is the um, the the person that <laughs> that doesn't like anything that's like you know mainstream. And like, <laughs> You know, like I only watch films that uh, come out of Sundance, but then if they make it out of Sundance, then like then they've gone mainstream and they sold out and whatever. Yeah. You know, like the people who like spend their free time watching like French movies from the 90s or whatever.
0: Oh, please.
1: Um, you know, I can't fault them for it. Like one of my closest friends there, the coolest people I met, he's a hundred percent that. Like, and if you're listening to this, you know who you are. I won't help you, but uh. <laughs> yeah like he's 100% like you know, he'll talk about he'll talk about like movies like in just in class like casually he'll talk about movies that are like nobody's ever heard of in like a million years and it's so pretentious that it's just like it's great it's wonderful that is
0: wonderful and I'm sure a lot of things are changing in terms of film like so talk about like how how has COVID-19 really like changed film production like as we know it <laughs>
1: Rant, rant 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 yeah isn't that everything okay so i'm i'm going to be uh line producing plus executive producing one of the the senior projects at usc in the fall which has obviously been a whole host of problems and issues uh considering the current uh state of the world uh and by the world i mean just the us now because we're the only ones that fit together so i think i think we in terms of how the film industry is going to change, I, th- I think really like what we're seeing is just like a lot of things are going to be more remote, I guess. In the f- and like this is me speaking with absolutely no authority here. Just like take all this fault, but I feel like a lot of times when we have been, you know, I've been in like on Zoom calls with professors and just talking about how the semester's is going to work. I think a lot of things we realize is like so it's not going to change all that much, except for filming like filming obviously that's never going to change you need a film in person having us we're we're trying out a method remote filming which is going to work and is going to be like fine but i don't think it's ever going to be like the norm uh, cuz it's like a lot of extra steps that wait uh, but like what does that mean
0: remote filming like how does that work
1: um yeah so what we're doing is we are sending cameras to the actors cuz uh to have them film themselves in their home and we are going to be directing a cinematographer Zoom, which is a lot harder than it needs to be, but hey, mm-hmm. that's what we have to do to keep everybody safe. Um so like we're gonna have we're gonna be sending lights and cameras and all that stuff, and then we're gonna have the director and the cinematographers and the producers all on Zoom. And like the cinematographer will tell them where to place the camera, and then we'll have like a live feed from the camera to the zoom call so we can see what they're looking at. Tell them cinematographers can tell them how to adjust lights, production designers can go in and tell them to move some stuff around, directors can give them notes acting, and then it's from there we actually like shoot, I guess. And then they upload all the footage and we grab it and then we can edit it all together. Um Honestly, it's kinda of, I wish I could take credit for it, but it's a hundred percent like the professors in this class have been working absolutely to figure all this stuff out. And I think honestly the plan is kinda of brilliant. Um and I'm like really impressed. I'm really excited to like be able to produce something like that that's like so weird and different. Um But do I think that level of filming is gonna be the future? God no. Um oh, please no. As soon no. as we can get back and like on sets and having cameras just be operated by cinematographers. I- going to be uh that's what we're going to go back to however in terms of like product like pre and post production Mm -hmm. i would believe that um we could see that going more remote in the future um because i think a lot of stuff or at least that i've learned is that for pre and post production like you don't have to be there you know like you don't have to like We've we figured all this whole thing out. Like, all the professors have figured out how the class is going to work. Like, you know, me and my other producer, we've gotten a budget together. We've gotten a rough schedule, and like, none of us have ever been in room. Kind of one of the things I think, like, a lot of people realizing you don't have to be there. And then with editing, editing can one hundred percent be done remotely. You just need a computer and like a good Wi-Fi connection. Okay. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean that makes more sense. But I feel like production itself would just be like a pain.
1: Production is going to stay as what production is, 100%. I'm just purely, I think, pre and post will go remote. When it comes time to film, I know as soon as things open back up and as soon as things are like, the regulations uh, that uh, are currently up are lifted, we're going to go right back to how it was.
0: Right. And in your opinion, because like a lot of movies are getting, you know, postponed or something like that, like, the production has, like, stopped completely, like, do you think that we should just, like, postpone those, or should we just do, like, remote production, like you were talking about?
1: God, the, the, yeah, no, no, (laughs) um, (laughs) so we're doing remote production is because, you know, we are school, and this is for a class, and we can't reasonably expect people to like, you know, social distance at all times and we can't watch model times. What I do, what I, the model that I really like and the model that I think, I'll, I've seen a lot of TV studios adopting and I think a lot of movie studios are beginning to adopt is what they've created, what they're calling like production bub. which is they've, they've all gone back or, or, or are planning to go back to work and they've all like, you know, everyone's like getting ready to go shoot. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to house everybody either on or nearby set Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Like, that's all the people you interact with. All those people are getting constantly, constantly like monitored. Everybody has to, like, social distance. Um, but by doing that, you know that you're with a group of people who are all, you know, COVID negative. And then from there, you know, you can go back to, like, you still have to social distance, but you can go back to, like, semi-regular like regular production with, like, having, you know, cinematographers on set, having directors mm-hmm. on set uh having sets in general that aren't just people's houses. Um right. All that you know, all that good stuff. And I think that I think in terms of like coming back, I think uh or at least now until things totally open up, I do think that's the best and safest way to do it. Because as long as they're up about testing and as long as they like are good about like that everybody is social distancing, everybody is like doing their part.
0: Yeah, um, and if, if they all like test negative and if they're careful, I feel like you know, it should be fine. Exactly. Um,
1: and that's unless, why they call it a bubble, because right. if they all test negative, then you have a whole group of people who are all within one space that are constantly negative. Obviously, it can still come in. That's what the constant testing is for. But right. you are putting people at much less of a risk than you would be if you're just continuing like normal operations.
0: Right. Um... And earlier we talked a little bit about stereotypes and I thought this was pretty funny and <laughs> I think it'd be really funny if you answered it, but it's basically the dude I was watching said, as far as people go in film school, there are the Nolan fans, the A 24 fans, the documentary kids, the one Marvel guy and the David Lynch group, which one are you?
1: Please tell <laughs> oh, me. Oh man. Okay. Um, or do you not fit I am, in the group? <laughs> I, I I am either the one Marvel guy if we're just going by that list yeah. or if I could add one more um, what is it? there's like there's always a the group of three kids who like aren't interested in movies at all and like only want to do TV um, Ew what? Yep that's me you're so, You're so gross. You're so gross. Yeah, no. The TV kids are definitely also a stereotype because it's they've seen you know every show that's ever aired. But if you ask, like, "Hey, have you ever seen Wheeler's Day Off'?" The answer is uh, no. Oh, yeah. I haven't. I haven't.
0: I haven't seen that movie either. Oops. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's yep, there. You go. Um, <laughs> like oops. yeah all right well that's awesome i feel also embarrassed this is random but like yesterday (laughs) yesterday was the first time i watched um what's it called taxi driver i felt so stupid really yes yesterday and
1: i didn't see taxi driver you haven't
0: Wait, wait 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 you haven't seen taxi driver
1: i have i have
0: you have well okay well yeah i mean every every person has but i just i don't know why i just didn't watch it and it also took me like an hour and a half through the movie to realize that the twelve-year-old girl was Jodie Foster, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow,
1: this is bad. This is bad." I was like, "Please oh, stop." Man. Yeah, I gotta say, Kara. Like, I, I'm happy that you've begun to watch more stuff uh, in quarantine, but God, do I have a lot of work. Like, I know. So- like, like the fact that you just watched Snowpiercer, like not that long ago. Dude, I haven't. Okay. Did you I haven't. I
0: haven't watched the movie or seen the TV show. Who you told you about I... the movie? Even no, your I brother watched the movie. Well, he didn't invite me, Anthony. If you're what listening to hell? this, I swear. I can't believe you watched it without me. Um... Oh,
1: I totally thought he watched it with you. No, oh my god. Okay, you need to watch the movie and then also watch the TV show because the TV shows. Yeah, I I know
0: I have to get on that, and I have a whole list of of TV shows to watch that I haven't gotten to yet,
1: which is so annoying. But the, also, this is why I say um the TV because I feel like ninety percent of the, my conversations end in me recommending a TV show to somebody. It's fucking absurd.
0: All right, like... <laughs> all right. Well, that is so true. And actually, actually, <laughs> give us some recommendations now. Just 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 drop them
1: right now. Oh my god. Um. Uh Okay. Snowpiercer, I may destroy you, arrested development, community, uh Westworld, uh flea bag, Mr. Robot. Did I say Mr. Robot already? No, I didn't. Mr. No. Robot. The leftovers, Watchmen and uh oh, always Survivor. you, you gotta you gotta throw in the one.
0: <laughs> oh, well that's that but I didn't expect that, but you know what? Good one um are, are you, are you, Have we not talked about my love of Survivor before? Okay, wait. Let's talk about your love of Survivor. Why do you love Survivor, Survivor
1: is a show that has forty seasons. I oh. have seen every single season of Survivor at least twice. Oh, why? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I don't know so how to react good. to this. It's such an amazing show. It's so it's so good. Oh my god! I I will die on this hill um dude what is this what yeah i will die on the hill that survivor is a great show oh my god how how fantastic that show is I, mean, I i cannot recommend it enough
0: okay well then how do you feel about like other stuff that's like that like what is it the amazing race isn't that like the same thing
1: amazing race uh, eh, amazing race is the, the most similar one is big brother which is not a show i see oh, where... big brother I fuck with as much just because uh, I feel like the the, the the casting for Big Brother is more like typical reality TV, like looking for drama and crap. Whereas the casting for Survivor obviously they're still looking for Survivor, but I feel like casting for Survivor, you just get more like people who are chill too, you right. know? Like people who are just like like cool people that you just like want to hang out with. Um, Wow. have we really never talked about this this no. is like a, like not even a secret oh my god i have Kira.
0: never heard you talk about survivor oh ever.
1: i'm so gonna make you start watching survivor no
0: you're not like that's i not... am but like why you
1: need to watch this show 40,
0: 40 seasons great. you've watched them each twice what? well
1: i've been watching the show since i've been like 12
0: right <laughs> but like it's wow it started that early
1: this show started, yeah. It started like
0: oh no, god. it's that that whole obsession started that.
1: <laughs> oh yes, no, yeah. I've been on this for a while. Oh my god! Oh wow! Hey man, don't knock it till you I that you know what? It's true. I've
0: seen a couple episodes, just like because they're on TV. I mean, they used to be on TV. I don't mm-hmm. really look. It's on TV. still on TV. What the hell, <laughs> dude? I don't like a couple of years ago. I'm talking like a couple of years ago when I had
1: cable. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you, the the greatest night of my quarantine. <laughs> was the season finale of season 40 of uh, Survivor. Jesus. Is that the because... last season?
0: Please tell me it's the last
1: one. Oh my god, no, are you kidding? Um, um, they're not okay. done. They'll uh, <laughs> <right. Well>, <laughs> be so done great. When, de- when Jeff Probst dies, let's be real, he's the host. <laughs> oh um, the, the greatest night of my quarantine, uh, it was the season finale, I laid out a nice, like, charcuterie board, I had meats, Jesus. I had cheeses, I had a bottle of wine, and I was on Zoom with uh, all the friends that I used to watch uh, Survivor with when I went to uh, Santa Cruz. Oh my God, fun. Like, we had a
0: blast. That is, wow, that is amazing. (laughs) That, I didn't, like, I truly, I can't believe we haven't had this conversation.
1: That being said, do I want to go into reality TV? No. No, thank you. But, will I... Be watching Survivor as long as it's on, a hundred percent yes.
0: That being said, um before we end it, um, what is one more thing you wanna see in film and TV?
1: Uh I think something that really excites me in the industry right now is kind of like the the fact that Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League is actually getting released. <laughs> um and i i have i have a reason for it um, wait wait why why is that the first thing that you up? B- because it that means so much to like the industry as a whole because you hear like constantly of like movies that get like ruined or changed or like just kind of messed up through studio interference and through um you know directors being like sidelined on their visions and um and all that kind of stuff for like what the studio thinks will be good and don't get me wrong i'm sure there are some executives out there who are great and who have very great insights and only help to make a film better i'm not saying that every like film executive um is is like like goes in and just like ruins a movie but you know i think it's kind of an open secret that the the Justice League that we got was not the Justice League that that, that, that Zack Snyder wanted to come out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so for me it's like it's really exciting to see basically a studio almost apologize in a sense. Because like yes, it's getting released on HBO, but the whole parent company is still Warner Brothers. Um so it's like a studio almost apologizing for the fact and like, you know, giving the director the chance to like actually be able to produce their vision of what they wanted to do and then giving the fans the, like the movie that deserve sans studio interference and, and like for me that's exciting and for me that's the most of the kind of thing I want to see moving forward because I feel like obviously you know every now and then the studio has to step in but I feel like the mm-hmm. more range we give to the actual artists and the more range we can actually give to the actual creators um the better quality stuff we will we will see in the future um and i mean you look at like this like streaming stuff like h like hbo hbo makes some of the best tv ever right and it's because their whole model is they just like they hear pitch they love it they give it they give the director the funds to create it but then they just let them go Like Mm -hmm. HBO is known for like not really like stepping in; they really just like kind of let the creators create what they want to create, only stepping in if they absolutely have to.
0: And you can totally tell like it's totally like
1: uncensored, like just like full
0: on like the best. It's like the best,
1: exactly. And I I think like you know, the more you just like just put trust and faith in your artists, like the 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 better quality stuff that they will be able to produce for you, and the more they'll be willing to work in the future and so like that that's the kind of thing i want to see more of and i'm hoping with how highly publicized because like it's not the first time that a director's cut has been released it's not even the first time that a Zack Snyder director's cut has been released mm-hmm. um but with how high profile this one is and how like much everybody was pushing for it i'm hoping i'm hoping it does shift the film like and i mean the tv industry is kind of already there but even more so um I'm hoping kind of shifts the whole industry into saying like, okay, let's just give filmmakers more freedom and let's stop messing with their stuff more. So we don't even have to deal with this problem. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's great. And I, and I hope like, I hope that happens too, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I think this was like the best first episode
1: ever. Oh Um, man. Great. It's also your only first episode. But, um, you know. Okay. I'll, I'll take the compliment. <laughs> well,
0: okay. Take the compliment, Danny. Take it. Um, join me next week. No, not next week. I'm going to edit that out. Join me in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: two weeks. All Bye, right. guys. Goodbye.